Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. I'm your host, Joe Zer Jr., and with me is my co-host, Ryan Greening. How's it going on this warm Tuesday night, Ryan? Yeah, pretty good, Joe. What's going on? Nothing. Um, yeah, just doing a lot of RC stuff, prepping for the big Gone Bananas race coming up on the weekend of June 26th and 27th. I believe it's a Friday-Saturday gig. I don't think there's Sunday main, so that'll be nice to get out of there early. Where's that? Down in Muscatine, Iowa. What's the name of the track? Island Speedway. Right on. Yes, I will be using Gone Bananas Racing Foams. You should go on to Facebook and check out Gone Bananas Racing. They do... Rick Sefrude will put foam skins on any kind of rim you want. And his stuff is really solid. So back in the day, he's he's been doing foams forever. And he sat and experimented. He had it pretty solid, but he's like, I can get a little better. Kept getting it better. Had a little stumble and then figured out the stumble. And now his stuff is really on point. For a while, he was dealing with some glue issues, but he's got that all situated. Um, Tim Smith runs them on his speed run cars, but they're good for speed run. Some people put them on X-Maxes. You should see how big those foams are. It's crazy. <laughs> but, yeah, he'll he'll skin up any rim you like for a decent cost. So um, look up Gone Bananas Racing Skins on Facebook. And if you make an order, tell them I sent you. But that's what will be on my car at the race down in Muscatine, Iowa. Is this your first experience with Gone Bananas tires? Yes. So Rick and I were going to work together on some 12-scale tires. And then a month later they said, spec tire for everything. So it's like, ah, there goes that idea. Right on. Yeah, I actually, um, I enjoy racing with Rick, and I haven't raced with him in a few years. He's been busy, and I haven't been able to hit the races he's been able to hit. So hopefully I'll be able to see him in a couple weeks here. He's a really good dude. Cool. And he's a good podcast supporter, too. <laughs> so what is new with you? You've been all over the RC world each each extreme side you built a new 12 scale and you've been running your a scale nitro buggy yeah uh i wanted to get out to dollar hobbies just to spend some money yep. just because they were uh you know the retail doors were open right and you could walk around and actually browse and i looked up at the wall and i was like huh there's still a roche usa spec car up there and I started thinking, you know what? It would be really nice to get a jump on the fall season, yep. get a car built ahead of time. I had planned on just slowly picking away at it and just to continue to return to dollar every week or every other week or mm -hmm. whatever. And um, I just really got the bug. So I, I banged it out. I bought almost all of the things that I needed from Dollar Hobbies, had to outsource a couple things, and it's already built. That's it's awesome. ready to play. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, 
yeah, I've bought a few things from Dollar the past week or so. Their their hobby shop is pretty well. Their hobby shop and their online shop are basically one and the same. So during the quarantine, people have been you know wiping out their hobby shop online, but that's also been wiping out their hobby shop in store. Yeah, they've had to look to some other sources. So they've um, you know they're running a little low. On Traxxas stuff, I think they actually got replenished since the last time that I was there. And if they haven't, they will soon. Yeah. But uh, they were selling a good bit of HPI stuff and pulling, you know, racing kits that they would generally break down and part out, pulling those, putting those on the shelf. Um, I heard, I can't confirm, that um, Kyle Holmberg was so impatient with shipping on his new car, one of the 3.2s from Associated, that he went to Dollar and paid full pop for it. It's very possible. I mean, that new car, like I said, I, I've talked to Kyle about that new car, and he's really liking it right now. That's uh, all well and good, but I've I've been on the receiving end of really, really smashing deals on race kits before. Yeah. I, there is nothing... That would make me pay full pop for an 8-scale chassis. 8-scale chassis are nuts. The last 8-scale chassis I brought, bought new was that MBX8, and they let me use. So Kevin Van Ert found me at the time there was an A-Main 10% off coupon code, but it really wasn't advertised. So I got 10% there. That was before they were charging taxes on online orders. And I think I had like 30 bucks store credit. So I saved quite a bit of dough on that thing. Sure. Yeah, I must have just missed you on Monday. Because I think uh, I. Had... Yeah, I, I probably came an hour or two later. I'd. Um, yeah, I had to work that day. So. Yeah. yeah, I think I left at like three. Oh, and no, I was probably more closer to closing time, okay. to be honest with you. So. But, yeah, went there the same day that you were there. What were you doing there? I was practicing um, with Jeff Will and a couple other dudes. I forget their names, man. Um, who, oh, God, I'm, I'm horrible with names. Um, I, I can't think of it. He's nicknamed from Rick's. I can't think of his name right now. Dave LaRue. Dave LaRue's butt. One of his friends was there practicing. Keith. I think it was... No. You're talking about Keith? No. It's another dude. It's another skater dude. So, okay. And he says he knows you from the bike park. Oh, Dan Van Brammer. No. What? O- older dude. Oh, Demo. Demo. Yep, yep. Steve Demeray. Yep, that's it. That's it. We're practicing with him and um, I think it was his brother and son. We were practicing with, so Joe 3 had somebody to practice with and a friend. There's a little kid around his age there. But uh, Jeff, Will, and I were there on Monday dialing stuff in. The new jumps, oh, my God, they make all the difference in the world. I was ready to give up on Dollar Hobbies as an off-road track until they built these new jumps. They're wonderful, and they work as they should. I, I'm very impressed, uh, to say the least. They're awesome. Sweet. Um, 
So Jeff, Will, and I were there on Monday. We were practicing. To Jeff, Will, and I are very similar. We run equal lap times. So it was fun pushing each other a bit. And then we went Saturday to practice. And then Jeff, Will, was there again. So I got to run with him another day again. Finally getting the truck dialed in a little bit. I know you don't care about it. Buggy's dialed. You know, the... Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> buggy super dialed. So, I mean, the buggy, I really ha- didn't. I don't have to really work on it, man. I put it down and go. Cool. Except <laughs> I have over 40 runs on these tires, and they finally fell off on the last run. I'm like, oh, they must be done. I haven't even really been looking at them. The front tires are bald. <laughs> okay. So it's like, oh, I got my use out of them. So I'm going to. Absolutely. Yeah. And then um, this Sunday, weather permits, we'll be racing at Hillbilly Hills. I'm kind of uh, hopeful for that one. I don't know. So are you. We're looking at weather for the weekend or what? We're at 50%. We're at 50% on Sunday. And. You know, it is what it is. I'll 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 go and risk it. Cool. Uh, what was I going to... Oh, I was going to say, they're racing at Dollar On Road on the 27th. Are you thinking about showing up to that? Uh, it's on the maybe list. I, I probably won't go if I don't get any time running in between now and then. I really don't want to do initial shakedown stuff on a race day right but we'll see yeah. um if i get to pop out there saturday or sunday or uh my employer they're done doing the the payroll protection deal so now oh. if there's no if there's no crane work that day i could potentially have a day off here and there during the week okay. um so that would be an excuse to slip over there for a day and just get all the bugs worked out yep and then I, yeah, I'd, I'd think pretty hard about it. I, I want to, I want to make sure that I get out there and run the spec 12 and race it once in a while so that the other guys that have them and enjoy them, you know, get to have a class without, uh, hopefully being combined, you know, with novice or sportsman. Right. Right. Um, on the other side, how's your nitro buggy feeling? Oh, it was fun. Uh, I didn't put any stock into how it felt um, on Sunday because, I mean, it was gusting at like 30, 35 mile an hour and uh, the track was all baked out. But I had a ton of fun uh, driving. I went with Marshall Kirkholm and Connor Ehlers and, and we all spun a bunch of laps and had a blast. I had a chance to run the car in a little closer to race conditions in a couple practice sessions um, the Friday night before uh, Full Throttle's first race weekend. They did a doubleheader a couple weeks ago, right? and I was out there on the practice night and just had a ball. It was great. So yeah, really, really glad I did it. Don't know how many times I'll get back out this year. I'm really not a fan of being outside when it's 80 90 degrees but i know we'll see dude i've had my air conditioner pumping all day our house is at 70 
and that's the way <laughs> I like it. I went to jiu-jitsu class for the first time in months yesterday. How'd it go? It was warm because we couldn't open up the doors. Everything's blacked out. All the windows, the doors, all that stuff. It's all blacked out, which it should have been in the first place for. Because the way the sun sets, the sun like blinds you if you're facing the windows at all. Sure. Um. It was warm. It was strange, you know. It it felt good, and we slightly modified the classes, but it's like, yeah, it's the same thing, basically. But it was weird how many people were uncomfortable there. They thought they'd be cool. They did class, and they didn't stay after to grapple. They just bolted, and they're like, you know, maybe I'll see you guys in another couple months. It was, it was pretty strange. Yeah. But, everybody's got a little different comfort level with stuff that's going on. Well, exactly, and that's you know? that's the right to do it. It's, you know, as long as they're not trying to bring the gym down with them, which they absolutely would not do, hey, man, as long as you're – you shouldn't do it if you're not comfortable. That's the way I'm looking at it. And that's kind of – I don't know, man. There, there's, they're trying to get races going, and we're hoping to do the July race for the MNRC. On the last podcast, did I tell you what happened with um, the round that was supposed to be this weekend? Uh, I don't recall. Well, Dave LaRue sent me a PM. We worked, Dave and I worked to try to make the June MNRC race. We tried making it happen for Rick's Hobby Farm. And everything was looking good. And it's like, yeah, it's going to be modified, but we can make it work. That type of thing. And then all of a sudden, Dave sends me this article saying, well, the county that the track's in could easily go back on lockdown on June 1st. So it's like, can't happen, you know. So then... After June 1st, so that was after our last podcast episode, he sent me another PM. He's like, oh, dude, they ain't lock it down. We're good to go. It's like, man, we need a month if we're going to make that call. You know, it's like I wish we could have gone back, but we already said, hey, it's canceled. You know, cancel your plans. I was kind of bummed. Hopefully we can get July to happen. I believe that one's supposed to be at FTR. Cool. I'm, yeah, for sure. I'm really hoping for the July race. It's we need it. They've been ra- club racing at FTR. And, oh, FTR Wednesday nights. Do you see that post? I did. That's exciting. So we're gonna have some. I won't be able to make it because that's a main jujitsu night. I know. I know. But we're gonna have weeknight races outdoor dirt. That's awesome. I am excited uh, about hope, it. I hope there's enough people that their you know schedules allow it, yep. and you know the people that are fortunate to live a little closer to FTR. That is awesome for them. Well, Being you, able to do something like that in the weeknight, honest, you know, in the summer where it's not really well, it's not taking away from your weekend family time, which right. is for some people that's the only time that they get to spend a whole lot of time with their families i, th- I think it's great yeah I, I love week night club racing whether it's a 
indoors, outdoors, whatever. I, I, I just, yeah, I think it's a great thing. Some of the most fun I've had was like three, four weeks ago when I went club racing up in Duluth. I went to their first club race. It was a blast. And that was a Thursday night deal. Speaking of, um, do you have results for the electric boogie pulled up? Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, so just this past weekend, one of the, you know, three, yeah, we'll say three-ish uh, big trophy races that Lake Superior RC Park, Lake Superior RC Club, yeah, something like that, yep. puts on uh, throughout the summertime at their, you know, beautiful track in Proctor, Minnesota. Uh, electric buggy, Kyle Holmberg took the win in that one, so he made the trip north. Um, the other class that I like to watch for that race is you'll get a lot of two-wheel drive buggies will show up for that. Yep. And Kyle Holmberg won that one again, followed by Torot and Clayton Cardaluca. And I heard they probably ran stadium trucks, but I really don't care. Yeah. No, that's all right. You know, wait, real quick, speak is, oh, finish this, and I got to say something about the stadium truck that I got to get out there. Uh, just do it. Let's just get it over with. No, it's just a tech tip. Um, yeah. So the stock T6.1 body is way more stable than the J-Con body. I learned that, and Jeff, Will, and I both tested it, and that's what we came up with. Yeah, I know you don't. I know you don't like stadium truck, man. I'll tell you what. If mini truggy became, if I had money for a second mini truggy, basically, and it became a solid class to run on the carpet, I'd do it. But you know what? It's unlikely. Well, it, it's just not a smart vehicle to be running on carpet it's it's almost as dumb as four-wheel drive buggies on carpet there's there's really only one car that you need to have a blast it's the one that does it the absolute best if you're gonna be into off-road carpet which i'm not i i think it's basically basically on road with jumps not a huge fan of it but if you are all you need is a two-wheel drive buggy you're not wrong because everything else handles worse so I was looking, um, are you familiar with the Johnner family? Yep. So I was looking at, Tyler was there Friday. I was look at, looking at his lap times. His four-wheel 13.5 buggy was only two-tenths faster than his two-wheel drive buggy. Okay. You'd think that would, oh, FU virus protection. I have none. <laughs> anyway yeah it's wouldn't you think a 13.5 wheeler should be faster than two tenths a lap uh i'd say no just because they're heavy ass dump trucks okay because it's like on the dirt on dirt let's say we're running four mod i'd expect at least a half second faster with the four mod so, yeah, Chris. Yeah, Mar- with a four-wheel drive mod, absolutely, and even even four-wheel drive stock on clay, dirt, whatever, yeah. going to be a lot faster. I just right. I just think four-wheel drive vehicles in general handle 
horribly on carpet when it comes to off-road. It's it's ridiculous the things that you have to do to that vehicle to make it work right the, to, to the point where, I mean, it, it would be un, you know absolutely undrivable on any surface other than carpet. The mini truggy, I got an in-between setup on mine that worked pretty well, but you're right. Right, and it's I, not like you had to throw. To make it fast, fast, I would have to go way farther. Oh, oh, crap. Hold on, I'm going to pause this. All right, we're back. Ryan just lost power, and now he's on his phone talking to us, continuing. That's awesome. Yeah. So, it's like we never left. There's been a lot of weird outages in the past 48 hours. Have you noticed that? No, not, not something that I follow. So last night, starting at 3 p.m., it started with just T-Mobile, but it went through all cell phones. There was intermittent outages with all cell phone services. And then this morning, my Wi-Fi was shutting on, or my Internet was going off and on and off and on and off and on, and my neighbors were having the same deal. Now your power went out. I'm kind of waiting for mine to go out. <laughs> there's the some, beginning of the end. There's something fishy happening, man. There's something fishy. Yeah, man. That's for another podcast. Um, <laughs> speaking of, so did you iRace the 87 yet? Uh, a little bit. The first week that they came out, I I haven't touched it since. Okay. So this was my first week in the C-class. And it was, uh, it's been aggravating, but it's gotten better. Um, like with the IndyCar, I got halfway through a 70 or 75 lap run. I barely, I barely touched somebody else's wreck. I go to get towed. It's a four minute tow. And then when I get back, they're like, oh, too much damage. I'm like, What? <laughs> And then Daytona with the 87 sucked, but they're on North Wilkesboro now. Yep. So that's a yeah, lot better. That. That's a lot better. Oh, there's a lot of racers I racing, man. It's good to see. Yeah, very good. I wish that uh, Midwest group would uh, get popping a little more. Uh, real quick, so did you change the scheme on your 87? Mm, I probably you... didn't even get around to it because I literally drove it once, I think. Oh, I was going to say you're a Dale. <laughs> I'm probably, yep, I'm still a Dale. God damn it. <laughs> it just sucks when you're in a race and there's like 10 of them. <laughs> oh. um, what else do we got going? It's, yeah, just, I think we just got questions left. I mean. We've just been practicing, basically. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they they raced out at Rick's. Uh, oh yeah. The weekend, I think I think Alan Smith uh, won both of those races. Uh, good for him, dodging the competition and not going to the electric boogie. Yeah. <laughs> Taking the easy wins. Well, I think this is a point to where he's super into his nitro vehicle. 
Also, he's got a new baby. He wants to stay somewhat close to home. Yeah, whatever. Hey, Tony Slut. I, I, I say he's dodging. Dodging Kyle, dodging Clayton. Could uh, be. Clayton Cartaluca, what did he He won something recently. Yeah. yeah, whatever. He wins a oh, bunch. Oh, it's probably that stupid stadium truck. Probably. Never mind. I didn't even want to talk about that. <laughs> um, I kind of wonder if I should go through Kyle Holmberg. So Kyle was saying um, his he got his B6.2 working very well on the outdoor. He went with, um, I believe... So he went to different axle height at zero, softer springs, added toe, shorter wheelbase with a layback transmission, and no waterfall. I think that no waterfall thing was huge. Hmm. He, he was running um, J-Concept sprint tires in the rear. I don't know what he was running in the front, but he said it worked very, very well. So yeah, interesting. You, that w- it makes me wonder what the conditions were like too, because I mean that's huge. Very at that place with v- a two wheel drive. Very abrasive and dusty. Okay. So it was a daytime Duluth race. So you know what the conditions were like. Yeah, I've I've seen different days though. There, I, I've been at that electric boogie though. Before it was, um, I guess it's not really a huge eighth scale race but um i've been up there before where the dominant classes were the 10th scale ones and uh there was a ton of grip the last time that i raced there which was like three or four years ago you know we had um it was the first remember when they had the dog days races in august i don't think they're doing that one anymore but the first one they had, it had rained a ton the night before. We got up there, the sun was shining, and the wind was blowing. And that track had so much moisture in it, it just built a beautiful groove on its own. But, I mean, it had a lot of moisture in it that day. Sure. Yeah. Duluth is a fun place. Depending on what happens with the weather, let's say Thursday comes around and the weather is looking good, for up there but not good for down here i'm going to um i'm gonna run up to duluth and run mini truggy that's a big maybe so should we get into questions here because i know you want to work on the power of your house yeah yeah i was you know just about to get out the multimeter and wire stripper no just kidding <laughs> uh you go right ahead well i was gonna say questions. i don't think there's much you can do yourself but no no sit on refresh the internet over and over find yeah. out when the power is supposedly going to be turned back on it's about yeah. it these days squirrel probably went to the transformer uh them fucking squirrels they're so spoiled around here in this neighborhood they're all a bunch of fat lazy bastards <laughs> I got a gray one that for the the squirrel needs to be near death because it comes back every year. And from <laughs> spring to fall, it fucks with my dog. The same one. <laughs> it, it's gray, almost white. It's, yeah, that's a gray one. We have a black one and we have a red one. But I mean, the gray one's super gray. It's weird. So let's see here. T- 
Tim Smith from the TSR Speed Shop Podcast is wondering, I ran out of talent a long time ago. When did you guys run out of it? Well, that's your show name. I never had it to begin with, so let's hear it. I want to say my talent was more of a delusion of grandeur. (laughs) Yeah. You know, every once in a while, I still think I have talent when I can pull a race out of my ass. But I think that's mostly luck. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's not like we, we flat out suck. No. You know, we're... We're decent enough drivers. We just we don't put the time in. And back in the day when you probably thought you were something, you were putting the time in. And back in the day when I thought I was something on a dirt bike or a snowmobile, you can well, you, you know take something. your pick from those two major times in my life. Yeah. I was putting serious time in. At one, and that's a requirement to be to be one of the dudes at yep. the RC track. You can't just show up and wing it. No. you got to put the time in, and we don't do that. We, we're just having fun. At least once a week, but preferably two to four times a week is what you need to do to right. be good. I go. I try to make it out. I mean, we've been under quarantine, but I've been trying to make it. Well, I was there at the track Monday and Saturday, and I'm hoping to make it this week. Yeah, It's going to be... I don't know. You're right. The older we get, the more practice we need to get. <laughs> yep. It is. I used to spend four days a week at TCHR. If I tried to do that now, I would get divorced. My wife would divorce me so fucking fast. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. All right. Ben Sovacool's wondering, not sure I want to even bring this up, but with all the great outdoor tracks here in Wisconsin... Why does it seem like everyone wants to go elsewhere to race? Well, personally, I'm going down to a race in Iowa. Out of curiosity, I've never ran foam off-road. And I'm trying to get in whatever racing I can, just wherever, whenever. But other than that, I've been in Minnesota. How about you? Um, I'm not anybody that 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 was targeted at, but um, yeah, I don't know. I guess if I if I could get inside the heads of some other people um, looking for a new adventure, a new challenge, a new track, you know, we competition when it comes to when it comes to eighth scale outdoors. We don't have that many tracks around here. We have a ton of stuff collectively. Yeah. When you right. when you pour it all in, you got the the on road tracks, the indoor off road, the outdoor off road. When you pull all of that together, yeah, the, there's a ton of tracks in the area. But if you're like an eighth scale nut, um, you know, it's for right now, it's pretty much just FTR and just Ricks. And yep. yeah, I can't really fault anybody for wanting to look outside that run on a a different type of dirt different type of layout um yeah do you hear that high-pitched squeal in your oh no never mind went away sorry um all good that's another reason so right now 
I feel like I'm hot shit on carpet off-road. And I kind of oh, got well, it. All you need to do to solve that is go to a race. Exactly. Man. I got to go to this race down in Iowa and have my ass taken down a couple of notches. Because, <laughs> I mean, dude, after Saturday, I was so high on my own self. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, uh, this is. I'm already looking forward to winter. I'm already looking forward to carpet off road and this and that and this and that. It's like, no, I can't do this. So I was doing pretty damn fast laps. I don't even have my fastest motor in the car. I had shit tires on. I could get another three tenths a lap out of what I was doing, but we're, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it is what it. Like I said, I got a bring myself back down in one way or another <laughs> hey you sound like a practice hero right now yeah that exactly uh, if if i can't put it into that practice into a race it's not worth shit um also ben some people are still afraid of the COVID situation which and again as long as they're not pushing their fear onto the community then they're doing what's right for themselves whether it be physically or mentally to keep themselves straightened out you know what i mean agreed danny williams former guest hey with rc already being a fragile hobby turnout wise how do you think tracks and promoters can get people to come back the have found other things to do since uh, stay at home shit hit that's a good question well, I'm, I'm hoping a lot of the iRacers you know burn themselves out a little bit and they want to go outside and actually see their friends in person again that'll right. help right right but you know what about the cyclists you know there, there are a lot of other yeah no they just They'll all eventually come back. But the problem with the word eventually, that means some tracks are not going to make it through. Because when the state opens back up, it's not going to be smooth sailing. It's going to be bumpy. It's going to take a while for turnouts to come back up. I mean, a good while. It might be till fall until we get good turnouts again. Which would be a damn shame. I don't know. I think places like FTR, Dollar, and Duluth and Ricks are doing it right by opening up and at least trying to get to the government mandated capacity. Doing what they can to keep themselves on the map. Staying totally closed, I don't think is a proper move. That's just my opinion, though. You know, there's that um, funny-ass Dr. Seuss book meme that says, if I ran the track, written by Dr. Seuss. (laughs) Sure, I got got all the ideas any frickin' track owner can handle. (laughs) Do I know how to actually put them in practice? Probably not. I kind of want to... That's always been something. I I had the chance to do it a while ago, and I couldn't take the jump to do it. 
I would love to run a track, but have zero risk to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess that would be ideal. I'm sure every single track owner in the region is bobbing their head up and down like, yeah, Joe, yeah. wouldn't that be great? Yeah, and I... <laughs> it's I, not It's the, not a reality, but it sure sounds it, great. It could have been. It could have been. Now the guy's totally lost interest in he uses the building for his giant freaking triple-engine boats. He's a rich dude with more money than he could shake a stick at, and he's like... Yeah, but even if you do that for a job, it's still... You're still at the at the behest of that person's um, attention span, and uh, you know, to racetracks inherently don't last. So, well, what are you gonna do? Are you yeah. gonna give up however many years you have invested yep. in your current line of work and your workplace and all that goes along with that, just so you can have what you think is a pretty cool job? I don't think it's that cool of a job, to be honest with you. I don't want to run an RC race track. Absolutely not. Huge tip of the cap to the people in our region that do it. It's a relatively thankless, more often than not the opposite, job. And it's a huge labor of love. They, None of them are doing it for the money. Well, that's the thing. Like, This was like five or six years ago when I was on really shaky financial ground. And I'm like, well, can I do it after work? You know, because all the action is after work. There wasn't going to be a hobby shop. It was just going to be a track. He says, this would have to be your full-time job. And the biggest thing, there wouldn't have been a salary. It would have been a cut of the entries. I'm like, Ooh, okay. I, I can't live like that. Right. You know, that would yeah, have feast or famine. That would have been a big feast or famine thing. So, yep, and now that building's filled with boats because I recently asked him about it, and he's like, yeah, I decided to go against that. It's like, yeah, I don't blame you. That's a pretty easy line to get into, just storing people's boats for him. No, yeah. they're all his boats. <laughs> oh, okay, good for him. Yeah, he's got docks all over Minnesota. He's got docks in Florida, all that other crap. He loves boats. Right on. Yeah. Uh, Rob Petrick with only one foreseeable round of the MNRC coming up. How can a point season ever even be done? Well, Rob, right now we're still at the hope of four. So let's say we can get four in. We'll call it three out of four and do plaques first through third. Something like that. Either way, let's say we can only have one race. Make it the MNRC weekend race and have plaques first through third. Dude, I mean, we're not. Hopefully, we can get July in. We're really hoping for that. And if we can get July in, then it'll be likely we can get August in, and then for sure we can get September in. And are we October too? Yes, October too. So, yeah, there's that. Um, yeah, the reality is we don't know. Yep. We're, we're only hopeful right now. Yep. I'm going to save the serious question for last. Um, Connor Ehlers is wondering, Ryan, is a techno club comparable to the KTM club? The fan clubs. 
Um, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how that all happened for KTM. Uh, obviously in our region for techno, the, the biggest part of it was the Van Dalens. And then, you know, stemming from that, some of their friends that are kind of fast, pretty fast, they ended up getting sponsored. Yeah. Um, one of the nice things about if you run a techno in our region, it's kind of like AE in that you're pretty sure that if you don't have the part that you break, somebody else around you is going to have it. And you're also most likely to have access to good setup information. Right. Good setup, good, good tires. You know, they have, they, they like AE have drivers that can get you all the help. The KTM thing, I'll never figure it out. They, they were by far the most expensive motorcycle on the in the market to maintain back in yep. the day. I, I don't even know what that looks like anymore because I'm not in that sport. Yeah. But back in the day, they were insanely expensive to maintain. They didn't work for shit. <laughs> um, and the, the tide started changing, at least locally when ryan dungy went to race for them yeah you started seeing a lot more people locally running the bike and it's so it's kind of like a monkey see monkey do type thing right 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 and i think i think that's a lot of what it boils down to now yeah Uh, if you look at the economics of of both companies i can't speak to that ktm has poured tons and tons of money into racing in the last 10 years while while everybody else is pulling back right um so i'm not familiar with ktm spending a ton of money racing but yeah i'm not familiar with ktm but are they is fiercely loyal to their ktms is our techno guys are fiercely loyal to the technos no because i think even you know there was some there was some bad techno kits right not bad um, no because they kept getting some, some stuff that some stuff that did not work well right and well, still people were hugely hugely on that bandwagon now they got a car that's pretty damn good every and kit it's got even better yep if you go ahead and take if you take some of the advice and and use you know some of the prototype parts that sean and others have going on right um that car works pretty well back in the day no like everybody knew that a ktm was shit and it was okay for you to say it too you you weren't gonna start a war with anybody okay see the thing is like with techno like i have the eb 4.3 it was okay but ah man it wasn't nearly as good as it wasn't that good it wasn't that good in comparison to the kyosho um, so, but the point four got better and now the newest one, they keep getting significantly better and that's the yeah. important thing. So they really have something yeah. they can get behind. And now you have people locally, the Van Dalens and maybe Alan Smith a little bit prototyping parts. And then you have Jared Wiggins. He's not, he's from Illinois. 
but do you, he's been going to college out in California, and he's on their. Jared works for Techno. I want to actually get him on here one day to do an interview with him. Have you met Jared Wiggins? Uh, we haven't spent too much time talking, but yeah, I've seen him around at a couple of races. Yeah, he he worked for Techno's. He's working for Techno's development uh, department. Sure. So he's always working on something. And I kind of want to get him on here because he's one of the guys behind, well, he's for sure in front of the scenes with, he has fantastic results. Him and Seth have fucking epic battles. Dude, it's awesome watching them two race together. Because they push each other to that ridiculous level. I mean, it's cool. So anyways. All right. Are you ready for a serious one and we'll end on it? Let's do it. All right. This one's from Ryan Eichema. Any comments on a Minnesota team manager making racist comments on Facebook? (laughs) Oh, man. Whoops. Yeah. Um, Well, what I have to say about that, part of me believes that he's... mm, Part of me believes that he thought he could get away with it. He... Totally went, and when he got caught up, called out on it and says, saying, sorry, I'm going to make myself better, all that, he went on the offense, and he kept copying and pasting this really long, rambling-ass, sociopathic, narcissistic statement all over the place. I couldn't see it, but I had a friend send it to me, and he's like, dude, he put, put it like 10 times on this one post. I'm like, dude. Well, here's what I have to say about it. And I've thought about this. I'm like, I could light the guy up. But he's he did just fine on his own. Because you know what? When you say bring back the tree and the rope, I don't care what you think you meant. That's racist as fuck. Bring back the tree and the rope? Excuse me? Especially the day he wrote it, two black men were found hanging. That they're still investigating. You dumb son of a bitch. You know what? And this is what I'm going to say. And this is why I'll support Jay Concepts products when I can. Because the second this came out, Jay Rowe goes, we're done. He's not even going to talk. He's just like, we're done. Clean cut. And, I mean, all you can say is, at this point, Serpent and Trinity and Thunder Road, if they support him, they support his statements. Do you have any other thoughts on that? Anything against what I said? I mean, it's fine if you have thoughts against. I just, I've been thinking about this and it's like, yeah, where could I go I don't know that I, I don't know that I could go against it. Um what i what makes me curious is um the time that we're in um 
the way information spreads, how instantaneous it is, um, the repercussions happen so fast. It's it's been everywhere, especially as of late. Um, everybody that is making a statement that is you know not even nearly as offensive as that yeah is you know they're these people are losing their livelihoods over them choosing to share their opinion online right and and to that to that i you know i want to say i'm not a i'm not a perfect person um i've i've said racist things in my life i've i say inappropriate things all the time um I I like to think that when it truly counts, I know to keep I keep the things that I people are going to find truly offensive. I, I internalize them, you know. You try to swallow up that ickiness that you have and not share it right. with everyone. Right. You know what I mean? I just there's yeah, it's just you take a look around in the last year or so, and you look at how many people have you know basically been blacklisted for sharing stuff like that online it's like i don't know it, it yeah it, if you're <laughs> if if you're racist or um i don't even know what else to put on that level but if you have thoughts like that i don't know maybe facebook isn't the place for you anymore you know right. what i mean yeah for sure um and this isn't just a local deal. There's another Team Serpent driver that did not get dropped from Serpent by making a Facebook comment about, I, okay, this is kind of a quote. I don't even want to say it. But another Serpent driver said something about Obama's monkey ears. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, man. Read the room. Dude. You got to read the room. And the room, unfortunately, when you put something online, is everyone. And they're doing it at the work. I mean, it's never okay, but it's especially not okay right now. It's, you know what people are doing when they put stuff up like that? Oh, there's other things going on in the world right now, but hey. Look at me, guys. Look at me. I'm still here. Look at me. You just can't. They just can't let people have their feelings. They got to try to sway everything to where to their own opinion, which some of the um, I'd say a lot of the opinions that people so a lot of people are fucking ignorant. But, you know. In America, you have the right to be an ignorant piece of shit. You really do. But you're going to get called out for it every single time. This, yeah. This ain't the time. I mean, yeah. Good shit. thing you didn't take it to Twitter because Twitter's brutal. Dude. <laughs> I have a Twitter account just to look. That's all I do is I just look. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, do you remember when the comic Ari Shafir made a comment about Kobe Bryant's death like an hour after he died? I, I don't. 
Ari Shafir is so happy that all of the COVID and everything else is because they took all eyes off of him. You got to look that up. It was. I laugh at some pretty damn savage stuff, and I couldn't laugh at that because it was that brutal. It's like, oh, uh, wow, man. <laughs> no. And he got lit up by the world. Yeah, of course. When, you know, I too enjoy jokes that are in bad taste. They're actually some of my favorite. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's <laughs> less and less is it the time for that anymore. And more and more is it. Um, if it's you and another person talking and you're 100% sure that you're both okay with the content, yeah, go ahead yeah. and share it, whatever. Yeah. Two buddies talking. You just, yeah, you can't do it online anymore because... Look at Kyle Larson, are... man. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's just, well, I won't say, he's killing, killing in the dirt scene right now, but... Man. Yeah, but that's not the same thing. No. Yeah, he's winning races and he's collecting paychecks, but he also he puts a ton of money into dirt racing yeah. already. Um, and those checks are only and, for five yeah, thousand. The, the people can say whatever they want, but yeah, if he's winning a race that's twenty thousand to win, well, that's that's fucking peanuts to having a premier ride in NASCAR. Right. So yeah. Anyway, is your power back on? Mm, I don't think so. The wife pulled up and the garage door didn't work for her. So. Oh, damn, man, damn. I guess my house has ran out of talent. Yeah, we've ran out of talent. I really, I was contemplating not bringing that up, but it's like, man, it's got to be done. <laughs> <sighs> so, yeah. It's unfortunate. Yeah, that, uh. Yeah. Whatever. Um, it's going to take some time <laughs> for him to recover from that in the, you know, in the local regional RC scene. For right. Sure. Right. All right. Well, I'm going to let you fly here. I'll let you get back to trying to get your power back on. Sounds good, Joe. All right. Thanks for doing this. All right, guys. Absolutely. We've, we've ran out of talent. <laughs>